right, we're rolling. Well, I'm not going to talk about that. All that other stuff. That's what everybody's talking about on TV, man. Boring. No bullshit news. Charlie, it's very simple. At this no point. bullshit news. Like most of your stories, it's false. No bullshit news. You are fake news. No bullshit news. Stop with the media bullying you, Charlie. You're bullying me, bud. Charlie? Yes. Stop the media bullying No bullshit news. Hot dog. There's no, shoot, no, no shame to my game. No bullshit news. Man, I got a lot of mileage off of Wade McCreed, didn't we? We did indeed. Um, what's he doing now? Well, he's, he's no shaming. <laughs> he's not fat shaming. <laughs> hey, welcome to No Bullshit News. Uh, replayed, not in its entirety, on 9, 10 a.m., Mondays, 4 to 5. Kevin Adele, stop cutting up the fucking show. We give you a show, you put it on air, then you pay us. That's it. That's the deal. That's your content. That's the rules. Cut up my show. I'm gone. Amen. Right, Bob? That's it. Karen? We, we do the show we do. Whatever you say, Charlie. It sounds weird, Kevin. It's not cool when you're cutting it up. It's a holistic thing. It starts with an H. Look it up. Whole. <laughs> whole. Whole show. Uh, also W-H-O-L-E, brought to you. H-O-L-E, not H-O-L-E. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Put that on the air. And anyway, yeah, brought to you 9, 10 a.m. The Superstation, 50,000 watts. Also, we weren't going to rename this today the American Coney Studios. Because you don't want to know why? Do you want to know in this era we're living in where there's some political unity? American Coney Island. Because... Both the Donald and Hillary ordered American Coney Island to their jets during the 16th campaign. Everybody loves America. That's a fact. Nobody, nobody was, I'm not going to name the other ones. They're not even worth naming. That's fact. It's fact. They and like those conies. Those conies are good. They're delicious. They're delicious. That's a proprietary chili. Do you know and that? with the onions and mustard. Got to have everything. Those those onions are Vidalia onions. Oh, those nice. aren't just onions, and that's Sweet not just onion. that's just not off the shelf chili. That chili company is owned by American Coney. You can't get it anywhere else. Do you know that? It's an original recipe. Yeah, it is. It's, it's got it's Greek theirs. spices in it. I just like the plain ground beef and mustard. That's it. What's that called? That's the loose Coney. Called a Karen special. Oh, the Karen special. That's just it. No, no chili, the, no onions. It's, it, no chili, no, no onions. No chili, no and onions. Grace graciously lays it out. So whatever you want at American, they'll give it to you and it's delicious. It's called a loose burger. Okay. Did you know that? Yes. But I like the Karen special better. That's sort of <laughs> the like... The Karen special's good. That's sort of like in and out, you know, based out, out west. It's the, the secret menu. You ask for the Karen special and... You're going to get what the guy next to you is eating, but you feel better about it. Uh, it was founded by guest Carol's in 1917. It's Detroit's oldest family-run restaurant and is the original home of the famous Detroit Coney Dog with chili mustard and Vidalia onions, as we said. Located in downtown Detroit at Lafayette and Michigan Avenue, it is a favorite place of cops since the food there is always fresh, always delicious, and the joint is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's never closed. I didn't know they were open on Christmas, too. I'm just making it up. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> he just changed Grace's hours. 
But I do know, uh, you know, people come in on Christmas Day and um, conies are given to feed to the homeless. Nice. It's a very charitable place. Nice. And it's very clean. Very clean. And they're yes. supporting very the clean. chili cook-off. Yeah, which by the time people listen to this will be over. Thank you all for supporting uh, widows and orphans of uh, Detroit's finest and bravest. You know, they, they, that bankruptcy is gone, but it's still... People are still here. It's still, it, it hasn't worked for them. It hasn't. Anyway, the dogs are not dogs. They're sausages. They're smoked. They're 90% beef, 10% pork, and a lamb casing. A lamb casing. Lamb casing. That's why they snap. They snap. They snap. Yeah, yeah, they do. And again, did I tell you how clean the bathrooms are? I've seen them, Charlie. They Stickler. are clean. Stickler. Stickler. Because I fixed the door the other day. What was wrong with the door? It's broken. And now it's fixed. And now it's fixed. And the okay. whole joint is painted. Freshly painted foundation. Mike, what are you doing? You're freaking me out. Get the big old barrel-chested, belly-laden, fire union president over there stroking himself. He was thinking about those hot dogs. It's really weird. He was. Yeah. counting your yeah. conies. Yeah, you had a nice smile on your face, Mike. We're making Mike sit there and shut up till later in the show. But he got really... Interesting things. Well, and we should tell this. everybody it's Mike Nevin, the president of the Firefighters Association. I don't got to tell him that. Well, nobody knows who Mike is. They still don't know who he is. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Uh, you, you ever eaten at the American Coney? Uh, I went there on my wedding night. On yeah. your wedding night? After I got married. Your uh, first wedding or your second? My wife and I went to uh, American after before we, uh, we, we ducked out of the uh, Whitney. And went right to American, had a couple conies, and then uh, took off from there. My beautiful wife, Kristen, the fire girl. I was at that wedding. Yes, you were. Your brother's a trip, dude. I know. He looks just like you. You guys could be twins. Looks just like, look, any guy in shape with a goatee, you know what I mean? Who's the guy in the golf channel? You guys could be twins, trust me. Faraday? Is that his column, Faraday? He's a police officer. He did his 30 years in law enforcement. You'd never know it, would you? I don't know. Because yeah, we don't talk about it. I only saw him that one time. I mean, well, it's not like we being with you is like being with him. It's really weird. It is. That's why I love you. Here, take the mic away from me. <laughs> take your mic. Okay, can't come downtown. They also have locations at the Detroit Zoo and the D Hotel in Las Vegas. Or order Coney Island kits straight to yours or a friend's door. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. Or your jet. Or your jet. Trump, 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 Trump. Man. Damn, before we get to that, well, I want to welcome a new sponsor. This is excellent. Right on time. Hello, new sponsor. Yeah, boy, right on time. Let me start by quoting the copy here and then tell you why it's important that you call our new pal, Luke Nowacki. Some of us are secure with our finances right now. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) Not this show, not the listeners of this show. Uh, but might not be as prepared as we need to be when planning for our future financial obligations, whether it be pension planning, life insurance, college savings plans, or tax-deferred investments. Luke Nowicki. Nowacki? Nowacki. I'm sorry, Luke. I knew it was Nowacki. You got it. Love you, Luke. Uh, Luke Nowacki can help answer all of your questions and help plan for your future finances. Call Luke at, grab the pen. Or mark, mark the podcast time right now. You can go back and get this number. 248-663-4748. 
It rhymes. 248-663-4748. Set up a plan today. Here's the... Here's the Right, I have to read this. Set. Yeah. Do the legal speak, yeah. Because I, I want to hear the number again because I love the rhymes. Two four eight six six three forty seven forty eight. That's the number for Luke Nowacki. Yeah, that's right. And it rhymes. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRA SBIC Royal Alliance Associates Inc. It's separately owned and other entities and/or marketing names, products, and services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. 11 minutes, or 11 seconds. Nice. That's pretty good? Not bad. Did that sound like, you know, like a real radio commercial? That was good. But listen, uh, yeah, Luke, man, you see the, the Dow was really rickety, right? Up and down all week long. Oh, my God, man. And uh, news of the huge tax cut that was actually going to bring more revenue into the government? Not, not so much. Not true. The, we're now up to $800 billion. It, I, th- I think they announced the Treasury Department was going to issue $1 trillion in debt. Next year. Th- this year. Well, no, this year, yeah. Th- well, yeah, this last year, it was up 17% from the previous year. Right. At 800 Now we're going to a trillion. trillion. Right? And now we're talking about cutting, I don't even know, like to use the word entitlements. Because it's not like you're entitled. You paid for the damn thing. It's called Social Security, Medicare. Medicaid. Right? They want to cut that. That's their plan all along. Well, it could be, but listen, call Luke, because what you think you have, probably not going to be enough. So, no, and you can't count on it. And you, you can't know, count on it from the government. But this is the other thing. People tend to think about financial planners if, in fact, they're in a certain economic level. No matter how much money you make, you can better manage your money. And True people that. have to start thinking about that. People say, oh, well, I only make X amount. Well, there's a better way to manage your money. And so I want everybody to start thinking about how they can take whatever they have to take care of themselves and their families. Seriously. Too late to start. 100%. I I mean, I'm a big proponent of that. You know, life insurance, you know, I get tired of people with the GoFundMes and all that stuff. And you know, well, you need to call Luke. But I mean, does Luke do that? I, I, he, Luke he does like. I'm gonna he, call Luke. He, he can probably point you in the right direction. Let me see if I remember his number without looking. Two four eight six six three four seven four eight. Is that right? I, I think you got it. Nailed it, Luke. <laughs> thanks, brothers. Thanks for supporting. No bullshit news. None. Luke's no bullshit about we do, the we money. We don't do bullshit. We don't do news that we don't participate in. That we're not part of. We're not going to talk about blackface. And, but, you know, what we are going to talk about, just to start the show, something. The Halloween component of blackface. Yeah, everybody's going berserk on it. Thank you, you, Karen. You know. Thank you. I mean, it's a small thing in, in the sense of what's going on in our lives. Race, race relations, not a small thing. Right? But yeah. that story going to go, what's, what's going on? Right? Here's the thing. Here's what John Stewart and Dave Chappelle said in an interview with CNN's uh, Christian Amanpour. I love uh, John Stewart because he's clear. He said, quote, I think the journalists have taken it personally about Trump's attacks on journalists in the past, past few years. They, quote, they personally wounded and, are, and are offended by this man. He baits them and they dive in. And what he's d- done well, I thought, <clears throat> is appeal to their own narcissism, to their own ego. And the journalists stand up and say, we're noble. We're honorable. How dare you, sir? And they've taken it personally. And now he's changed the conversation to not that of his policies might be silly or not working or any of those other things. It's all about the fight. It's a shit show. 
It's the media versus, you know, I'm butt hurt. The media's butt hurt. But we're really not diving in to things that affect our lives. Not deeply. One week, the next week. The, so last night I'm looking and I don't have cable. So, you know, I was out. Is it the immigrant caravan? Is that? That's what they're calling that, it. That's today's thing. That's the big freak out now. And he's going to send troops to the border. Dude, let me, let me just tell you the personal connection. I walked the border from Mexico into Arizona three days, three days and nights over the mountains. It's rugged. We're not having thousands of people come thousands of miles. By the time they get here, it'll be a couple dozen maybe. There aren't Middle East terrorists in there, no matter what he's saying. Okay? The, the army's not going to shoot anybody. They're not allowed to make arrests. Shoot them for shoot at people for throwing stones. They're, that's not going to happen. They're not even allowed to have the weapons there. Right. So they're going to fix trucks and helicopters and stuff. Okay. We're going to have this big fight. It's about racism, right? And and Trump is dividing the country and these poor people. But it's not racist in my mind to have sovereignty, to have a border. To have rules and regulations and a process for people to come. It's a welcoming country. Look, I know 10,000 Latinos, right? Probably met 10 I don't like. So it's not a hate thing. It's a rules thing. There's a lot of Latinos, Arabs, right? Russians. There's a lot of people trying to get in. And because a lot of people bum rushed, they're not getting in. But those rules, that process has to be consistent across the board or border, no pun intended. I mean, it, it has to be. And because it doesn't appear as though it is, that one segment of the population is uh, more specifically targeted than others, then it appears disingenuous. What, so, do, you, what do you mean? Uh, who's targeted more than others? Well, I mean, it, it appears. Central American brown people. Exactly. People of color are. I mean, well, that's so, who's coming over the border. Well, I understand that. But I'm saying so if we're going to if this is a welcoming country, as it is, and there are processes, there's application. You got to take a test. You got to pr- prove that you are, quote unquote, American, whatever that is today. It needs to be consistent. Well, look, I'll say this. I know the border. Well, I covered the border. I walked the border. <laughs> Brazilians come over. Chinese come over. Russians come over. Serbs come over, and I know each of those groups personally. People from those groups that have come, you get caught, you're gone. So if you think this is a Trump racist thing, and believe me, y'all know I didn't vote for him, nor did I vote for Hillary. I'm telling you, as a person, as your brother in this country and on this earth, I'm your family, I don't think my view of having order and process is incorrect, and I would like to play you a clip from a man I admire. He's a, an obscure senator, former senator. It's back from 2006. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but uh, go ahead and play this, Bob. We all agree on the need to better secure the border and to punish employers who choose to hire illegal immigrants. Uh, You know, we are a generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law, uh, and they are showing disregard for those who are following the law. 
Uh, we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country. So that's why we need to start by giving agencies charged with border security new technology, new facilities, and more people to stop, process, and deport illegal immigrants. Having said that, securing the borders alone does not solve immigration management. We're going to have to better manage legal immigration in order to end illegal immigration. So I think he agrees with everything we all just said here. I think so. Now, I do want to say, what are you even sitting here for? He's just sitting there nodding his head. I agree. I don't agree. <laughs> well, you remember last week he said he was careful about what saying what he really thought because he didn't want to really offend careful. anybody. Oh, now we're talking about brown people and the white guy who is freaking out about that now. Is Speak that it? Up. Come on. Now he's flipping me off. I just want to say Lalo, te amo, Vlad, yalu blue tibia. Okay? I mean, we got room. We do have room. Yeah, but... And the America I know lets people in. The America I know lets people in. We got a lot of room in Detroit. In order. But guess we what? Do. But guess what? In Detroit, as you know, we've been out, right? People are saying, what about my kids? That's great. We're looking at the whole world. What about my kid? What about my school? What about the future... We haven't done anything here. I saw the lady in Flint say it. Well, I, think I heard him I, say it in El Paso. I think we're a great enough country that we can do both. I think, you know, let, let's, let's start fixing shit for our kids. Thank you. I didn't say we had to stop doing that. There's not enough attention paid to the future of our children, and that's what's freaking everybody out. We just talked about the deficit, right? We talked about drummed-up hate. I don't like it. I'm worried. I'm worried. Well, we're seeing it more and more. I mean, look at what's going on with the politics of fear. We're worried about this caravan. We're worried about they're not they're not coming up to invade Detroit. I think I'm trying to make a point, dude. This is nothing new. Like Chappelle. Oh no, was it's old. Wait it's... a minute. Wait a minute. The Russians uh, baited us into being racist. That's nothing yeah. new. Trump, as Chappelle said. Did not create a wave. He's riding it. He's surfing, surfing it. Surfing it, yeah. I, I haven't been hearing this shit my whole life, right? Because remember, the big wave when I crossed the border, I walked in these weeds. Everybody was waiting for their coyote to come, their guide. There would be groups of 100, 200. Like, it's like a bus terminal. I went with 10 people, right? Because we're going to go the long route. It was a cattle call. Was that was that a strategy? Because like you figure a big group rushes the border and well they might catch a couple of us, but No, the strategy is like, you know, that's I don't know what the price was then, but everybody pays the price because you could do it. Because you could do it, right? And if you got caught, you come back, you do it again. And when we apprehend Central Americans c- coming illegally, Mexico refuses to take them back. We have a treaty with Canada like that, but we don't have one with Mexico. So the, the caravan people are coming to the checkpoint. They're coming legally. And by international law, they're allowed to seek asylum. To seek asylum and, and, and have 
food and comfort here. So we're going to put them in tents. And the Germans are putting people in tents. Well, you know, I'm, the, the latest news was with, you know, we heard the president say that they're going to send 5,000 combat troops to the border or whatever. How about sending 5,000 judges and lawyers Woo! and process them and get them through the system and get the people who are entitled to asylum, give it to them, get them in. Why are we sending the army? But do you know, once you're processed through immigration court and you're given a date to come back, that 90% of people don't come back? No, that's not true. Yeah, that is true. No, that is not that, true. That is true. 90% well, you, of them do come back. They don't, bro. They don't come back. There are not enough lawyers. They can't pay. They don't come back. It's exactly the opposite. Google it. Where are they going in the gonna... interim is my question. So huh? when they get the date... And what what happens to them between the time they get the data signed and that actual court date? Where do they go? What they get they a bus do? ticket to a family member in Miami or Los Angeles or Chicago or Detroit. And either you get lost or you don't. And that's how it works. That's when we were down in the McAllen, Texas, met the little boy Domingo and his mom. They were going to L.A. and he was beautiful, this kid. He said, you know. Are the streets very big there? They're really good. Yeah, they're really wide. Are the schools very nice? They're very nice. And I gave him 20 bucks. said, don't tell your mom. And I told him to be a good boy. Grow up, because good boys grow up to be good men. And bad boys grow up to be bad men. And I didn't want his first steps in this country to be mayhem and cameras in his face and detention cells. Because what, what kind of man does that make a little boy? I don't hate you, bro. I love you, man. And, you know, he got his ass beat. He ran away, and he came from, I think, Bob, do you remember where, did, where Domingo came from? Uh, we were in McCown, wasn't he? Honduras uh, or Guatemala, right? Yeah. Yeah. Central America. I want to say Honduras, but. He made that whole trip, and he got to the border, and he freaked out, and he ran away, and the yeah. coyotes caught him and beat him silly. Yeah, sad story. That's an 11-year-old boy. That's terrible. That's, a, that's the real life. Look, Bob, instead of doing his job, is like, I'm going to Google this. 90% do come back. Because I saw it on, I saw it on MSNBC. NPR. NPR. <laughs> yeah, and then you Google the other one, they're going to like, 90 don't. Pretty sure. It's been in our story, so you didn't catch it then. All right, so I Googled immigrants coming back to court. And on the first search, the number one response was, majority of undocumented immigrants show up for court. Define majority. Well, yeah. Well, wait. Relative show up term. for court or, or show up again for court. See, don't do this in the middle of the show. And by, by the way, you're like 90%. Majority is not 90. Well, it's on the internet. It's true. So He's looking at, yeah, NPR. <laughs> it must be true. It's on the internet. We're going we're, we're, we're to come back later with Thanks that. Thanks to Al Gore. Right. <laughs> All right, listen. You're still doing it, aren't you, Bob? Bob, we're in the middle of a show, man. I'm listening. Freaking Googling over there. rubbing off on him. Like, you know, Bob's part cyborg, man. He's so into the phone now. And the com- Do you know we're all cyborgs? Right. We are. We're, they're just not implanted in us. The machinery. You're, See, I need some of that machinery implanted in me. You're going to start with the liver, man. Well, probably. Electronic liver. If I could get a voice box, that would be great. <laughs> You're starting with your driver's license. That's your, the first step. There's now going to be a chip in your license. So, I mean, you're, they're going to know everything. 1984 is... Well, a chip... There's going to be a chip in your license? Mm-hmm. Is it going to track location data? You, I would imagine. Oh, wow. So, your phone... changes everything. Your data, your 
computers, if you don't cover up your camera. I mean, seriously. I wouldn't, if I was y'all, I, I, I wouldn't cut my cocaine with it. <laughs> Sound advice. Use the credit card. It's fine. Put a, put a piece of tape over it so it's not spying on you. What's next, Charlie? Oh, I got to tell you my Ray Liotta story, man. I went into Canada, like, do some, cut some narration for a documentary, right? And, uh, they thought I was smuggling cocaine because I didn't come with any luggage, just a duffel bag. So they made me go into the room and take my clothes off. I come out of the room where you take your clothes off. I look to my left, and Ray Liotta's coming out of the room where they make you take your clothes off. What, they think he was smuggling? I don't know. Goddamn Ray Liotta. So <laughs> then they say, you don't, you don't have a permit to work here. Now you got to go over to this line over here in Cousin. I go into a room, and I'm getting the stamping and this and into that and into that. And I come out of the room. And who's coming out of the other room? Ray Liotta. It's unbelievable. Was he working there too? Yeah. So, you know, la, 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 go do my thing overnight, come back to the airport. Sir? Yes, I'm standing on line. said, you've been randomly selected for a, oh, God fr- damn. for a frisk. Please spread. I do. They feel me up. Turn around, sir. I turn around. Who's got his arms in the air? It's Ray fucking Liotta. I said, Ray. We go get a coffee. I go... They don't treat Tom Cruise this way. <laughs> Never go to Vancouver. Oh, man. That's too bad, too, because Vancouver's a nice city. Oh, it's an awesome city. A lot of junkies, though. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, bro. Huh. Totally. They put up with it, you know? Oh, it's a beautiful and, city. And if I was y'all, all you junkies, I wouldn't be caught my smack with my driver's license. <laughs> Not with the chip in it. taking pictures of you. <laughs> okay, you know what? This is called No Bullshit News. Here's the thing about Jon Stewart. CNN, Fox, New York Times. I'm not worried about them. That's all noise. You know what you should be worried about? Your local papers. They die. You don't know anything that's really going on in your life. Right, Mike? That's true. That's a fact. Can't keep track of the dollar. So if something's presented to you like a bouquet, we all thinking everything going on is a bouquet, and you don't smell the gangrene coming right up that stalk. So I worked really hard this week to bring you news that you're not going to get in the paper, that you need to know. This is original. It's the why, important news. This is why you're in it. And let's start with something salacious like Strawberry Green. Right? I'll remember her. Okay, the murder of Tamara Strawberry Green has become the stuff of Detroit legend, a whodunit of sex and politics and power. The most incredible plot was a simple one. She is said to have danced at a party at the mayor's mansion and was executed on the orders of Kwame Kilpatrick because she knew the names and proclivities of the powerful attendees of that party. And now, remember lawyer Norman Yatuma? He was chasing that thing forever. He's come back out again and offered $100,000 for new information leading to the arrest of her killer. Now, here's the funny thing. They should start by looking for the missing arrest warrant that was issued in Strawberry's murder in 2009 against a convicted drug dealer who's currently residing in the state pen for attempted murder. I know the homicide cop. He wrote it. It was given to the prosecutor's office. He said to me yesterday, it poofed. We don't know where it is. The arrest warrant? An arrest warrant. Probable cause. Poof. poof. They don't go poof. Poof. His, his, he had the case. It was my first story I wrote when I came back to Detroit a decade ago. 
This thing is five feet tall, these, this file. It's two dudes, two dope dudes, got in the beef, some missing coke, old girl got in the middle. Wasn't a professional hit. It was a drive-by. Professionals put a gun in your back of your head. He drive around in a white SUV with his left hand, firing it out a window. No. And, and there was a, the guy was killed too, right? No, he lived. He lived? Yeah, and they had him on a dope charge in Romulus, and somehow he slipped away. Where's the warrant? Norman, if, I called Norman a couple times today. But Norman, I think, is just another one who doesn't want to deal with me because, Norman, you'll remember you, me, and the detective met at that gay bar. I picked the gay bar because they just thought it'd be an awesome place to have a, like a Dashiell Hammett moment. You know what I mean? It would be lively. Like, oh, this is very secret. This is gonna, I knew this was going to be a scene in the book I'm going to write, and I'm like, let me stage it at a gay bar. <laughs> YouTuber goes, is this a gay bar? And I'm like, something like that. <laughs> Okay, Something that. like this. <laughs> and the homicide detective, I'm not going to give you his name. Some, some reporter got to do some work because this is an interesting story. Said there, I wrote it, that he would sit under oath and say so. But that's not as sexy as Kwame. His wife broke into a party. Saw his husband get her husband getting some. Beat her up. Took off her high heel and beat her half to death in front of the state attorney general. I thought it was a lamp. And then a bat. But Charlie, so why would Norman Yatuma continue to do this? I mean, I have my guesses. Go ahead, you can guess. But, He's well, a public figure. Well, no, and I'm not. I saying, called him. But I'm saying, like, you know, because is it con- is it convenient to continue? Like you said, this this makes it interesting. This makes it sexy. This makes it, you know, the constant. Because I saw the news story, and they drag people out and say, you know, Kwame was the worst thing that ever happened for the city of Detroit. He becomes the easy, you know, scapegoat for everything that anybody wants to say bad or negative about the city. Well, look, I don't know about it. Kwame sucked. Sorry, he did. He stole. He hurt kids. He did. You don't think he sucked? No, Charlie. I mean, I think there are two sides to the story. I mean, there are. Well, um, did he suck? I don't, I don't, I'd say not. No. That's okay. That's See, a, this is a well-balanced as, as, show. As a mayor, <laughs> and that's okay. You can say that. I love now, you. It's all right. Did he do, this isn't anything to do with you. It has anything to do with him. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we've just been having conversations of late tw- about his sentencing. Even if you don't like him. Kwame shouldn't be sitting in jail for 28 years. Not a world record. So, well, I'm just saying. It, You're it right about be. that. So, you know, did he, did he, was he the best? Did he mess up? I'm not here to try to explain or apologize. But there were a lot of things that were set forth under the Kilpatrick administration that helped to build what everybody's enjoying and celebrating today. I mean, like, take him out of the equation. So the work, some of the work that was done there. Was 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 good work. Well, that's true. We got ballparks well, and all that. Well, but some of that work was done you, you by Dennis the, Archer. You got the, that's yeah, right. You got, you, you, you got campus marshes, but the, the River Walk um, development. You've got ag- shaking I mean, his head. The redevelopment of Eastern Market. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, I'm well, saying, stuff so, got done, but to do stole, to do stole, yeah, stuff I'm got done, but that and point. nothing but, points to the fact that he knocked off a hooker. Come on, how come nobody's asking that? What happened to the war? Because nobody knows about the war. Because where's the work? So, to that story. Here's the story. What happened to the warrant? That's interesting. Because there were interests involved. It's still a good story. 
But why is he doing these now? Like, what's what, good what, PR? Because that's, that's because they're never question. they're never going to get a tip that leads to the Kwame because it didn't happen. So it's free publicity. He did a commercial. He played again, and and the media bit. He got a commercial. We're talking about it now. Norman Yatuma, what's his number? Maybe he'll advertise. Oh, we, we're getting a lawyer, by the way, to a good one. Go to see, we'll, we'll have a financial guy and a legal guy and a restaurant. And Kevin Adele, don't fucking cut this show up. Speaking of lawyers, uh, Figer's got a new commercial. Have you seen that? No, we're not talking about Figer. He looks real old. Well, that's okay to be old. It's okay. It is. But he's got groovy hair. (laughs) Okay, next one. Welcome back, Johnny Lawman. The feds will be back, we're told, just in time for the holidays. Federal agents and assistant United States attorneys will be finalizing details and getting statements straight from contractors in the ongoing corruption and investigation into the city's demolition program. The No Bullshit News Hour, in conjunction with DeadlineDetroit.com, has obtained right here internal city memos showing that not only were the mayor's people inside the land bank and building authority aware of fraudulent billings and price gouging of federal dollars by the demolition contractors, the city officials instructed the contractors on how to do it. Ooh. It's right here. Right? I can't reveal. The, uh, let me just read one piece from city employee to contractor. Sir, please see attached price sheet related to X and Y invoice that company Z provided to us. Please adjust your invoices to reflect the sheets. You see it right there? Spreadsheet here. Here's the original bid, and we want you to change it to this. And they put that in an email. They put it in an email. What they were doing was without paperwork, just cutting them a check, come on back later with the paperwork, and uh, we'll get reimbursed by the state. Except, see, what it did wasn't legal under the terms of the federal rules, so we're going to manipulate it so we can be within the federal rules. Man. After the fact? After the fact. Oh, you can't do that. You can't. And we, we reported that with change orders. Like, these change orders appear a year later after people were paid. Can't do that. No, it wasn't an accident. That. It wasn't a, we went too fast. Didn't you do an interview uh, and, and uncovered a lot of this um, that was going on, Charlie? And I believe, if I recall correctly, uh, the mayor said he lost sleep over this. That's exactly what he said. And yeah. he said to me, absolutely, these were negotiated prices. And I told him, you can't do that. Everybody knows it. So, you know what makes me sad? When I go to an event last night, and very prominent reporters in this town know this, and I go, well, where's the work? And they say, well, boss doesn't want it. We're going to wait till it hits. Once the feds come and, and drop some indictments, then we'll pick it up. We'll wait till you do it, Charlie. And then- yeah, I'm out here in the woods. So, Charlie, what, in your opinion, is different now? Because once upon a time, you couldn't make a, an improper left-hand turn if you were affiliated with the city in any capacity without the media scrutinizing and just having it blasted all over the I, I wish, you know, sometimes now? you would just speak for real. Like, you're couching it. I know what you're saying. You're saying, if Kwame got 28 
for manipulating contracts. What's this dude get? Is that what you're asking? That's part of what I'm asking. Okay, yes. what's the other part? Well, the other part is that the level of media scrutiny, and I've said, I, I, I actually did a, a, an op-ed, I believe it was, it may have been for Deadline Detroit, that said, you know, once upon a time, there was nothing good about the city. Everything was bad. You know, everything that the media wrote about the city was just devastating. Now, water's cold, grass is green, crime is down. The skies are blue. Out, the sun, and I'm like, what happened? What happened? Well, you know, look. I think there's less people looking. We got some cool stuff down there. There's no doubt. Things, a lot of cool things. Good, good things are but going. Not up. so good that they're overshadowing the reality that still ninety percent of the people in this city. That's what we we must understand the financing of it. We must look into the fact: is crime really down? Is fire response really down? Are ambulance coming faster? How do you pay for all this when you don't have anything? Who's stealing what? Stealing stopped? No. Look, again, folks, my town too. I, 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 I couldn't be happier that there's things to do and people are coming back and we're, we're seeing each other again. Rotten things are being taken down and new things are being built up. But it doesn't excuse the media from just buying into it. And every time a new watercolor painting comes along, we're going to tell you how great that is. And then... It doesn't appear. And, w yeah, if the last guy got 28, horrible for all of us, just hurt. The bankruptcy, horrible, just hurt. And if what these documents are saying is true, how could you? Maybe it's the names on there, Charlie. Maybe that's it. Can't give them. No, if, if I was to tell them. you. You'd have to kill oh, them. Here, look at this name here. So, hold on, bro. Right there. Karen. How about that name? Wow. Just, that's, wow. You that knew. one. You, you and, knew. And that. Yeah. Oh, no. And, and that. Uh-oh. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> Big names, folks. Ooh, Charlie. Big names. You got copies of that, don't you? Because, you know, somebody's going to try to take that original mm -hmm. copy from you. <laughs> to come that's try crazy, though. But try to get it. figure out who would be so comfortable or confident to do something, advise something so wrong in an email. And, and why, why, why scheme it like this? Well, why scheme it? But you're comfortable enough to do something wrong and, and put it in an email, which Have is... Have evidence. Yeah. Okay. On to the next one. <clears throat> wow. Dancing with Mr. D. Already roasted by running mate Garland Gilchrist II, Land Bank Ghetto House, gubernatorial frontrunner Gretchen Whitmer, should be careful with whom she dances should she win the high chair come Tuesday, which looks to me like she's going to easily. We have been told her camp is in talks with City Hall to fill the position of chief of staff for the governor's office. A statement from Whitmer's, Whitmer's camp to me when I asked neither confirmed nor denied the negotiations, saying, quote, she has not interviewed anyone for potential roles in her administration, and no job offers have been made, unquote. All I can say is be careful, Gretch. You know who is red hot, and he's up to his neck in flint. Do tell. Do tell. Do tell. Let me just put it to you like this. As an aside, 
Dave Masseron is what? The chief operating officer? The, the names keep... He's real close to Doug and legal advisor. I've gotten legal papers from him on this demolition stuff and, and Duggan's name. What's his position currently? I, again, I, I'm not going to get caught into that with, with that with these bozos downtown. They keep, you know, well, that's not his title. What, look, he's like basically chief operating officer and head legal counsel. He's a Duggan confident. He's inner circle. Yeah. He was the guy that put the Flint water financing together. He's square in the crosshairs of Flint. If... He put the Flint financing together? Yeah, the bond financing. He sure did. To pay for their new water system. Yeah, to get the money. A bankrupt town, how do you get financing when you're not allowed to get financing? Financing for poisoning people. Turns out they got poisoned. I don't think that was their intention. No, but but But, that's what happened. But uh, the pretense of, of why you got the financing. That's the case. Now, we did have Flint prosecutors in here that would not confirm nor deny this, right? Rico charges, whatever. But if you do get some big position, whether it be chief of staff or whatever it be, what's the odds of this thing getting done, being seen through? Where would be the justice for the people of Flint? Slim to fucking none. Are we going to see that? Are we going to have an attorney general that wants to slow it down and take a look and maybe drop charge? You understand what I'm saying? Neither Democrat nor Republican, not a partisan. Power to the people. I mean it. I'm from them. And you know what? How I grew up? (laughs) We're supposed to be the punks. We're supposed to steal stuff, break into houses, do all that. We don't do that. No. We We don't do that. We honor our contracts. We treat people right. So like Gilchrist, she's picking a guy who's... Maybe. Maybe... In but, the discussion. But, but somehow is tainted. Why wouldn't you just pick somewhere else? Huh. Political favor. Political favor. Yeah. From whom to whom? And that's how politics works. I mean, so you... We know how politics works. And I'm who? not saying it does work. Well, I mean... Favor from who to who? Well, if in fact she's pulling somebody from this administration, then obviously the mayor. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty obvious connection. Paying uh, him back. Well... If you, that's how you want to call it. But, I mean, when people help other campaigns, you know, whether they make donations, you're buying access. Uh, if, in fact, you've got your team or, you know, your resources behind someone, I mean, people, th- there's reciprocity in that. What you so, say, Mike? For sure. Mike Nevin on the line now. Just switched uh, microphones. Yeah, but what, what, did you just, what were you just saying to me? I'm not the white guy that flipped you the finger earlier. No, what is it you were just saying? You were whispering something to me. What was it? can't remember. He was whispering, Charlie. Maybe he didn't want to say. Oh, you can't remember? No. If you're going to fuck around like that, you can go, dude. I'm not going to play with you. That's fine. This is no bullshit news. That's fine. What did you whisper to me? I don't remember. I'll tell you what you said to me. You said Gilchrist also worked for Duggan. Okay. Yeah, but that was, that's, 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 that's not the secret. I, I know. know. That's what I'm saying. Why are you not going to say what you say? Say what you mean. Well, wait. I just sat down here at the microphone, so I'm ready to go. You're not touchable. You're you represent Reagan file of the fire. That's exactly. You're right. elected by the firefighters. Right. You owe no favors. You owe no favors. I owe no favors to anybody. A- absolutely not. So I, I've earned my uniform, my badge. Born, bred, raised, city kid. Took an oath of obligation to protect and serve the public. 
and that goes beyond running into burning buildings and doing cardiac arrest. That means alerting the public to bullshit. Now, I want to do this, and then I want to go to the last piece of bullshit. This one, liar, liar, pants on fire. Chief of Police James Craig quietly released an internal memo this week. No more lying. Apparently, a couple of court cases are stuck in the thicket because Detroit police officers with a history of false statements and falsifying reports were key figures in those cases. And that's a no-no according to federal case law, known as Giglio. Lying cops are not allowed to testify, making them useless as cops. There are at least 100 and perhaps 200 on the force, I'm told. What those cops are still doing on the job is anyone's guess. Craig wrote, it will no longer be tolerated. So there's that. Wow. That's five years now. Look, I'm pro-cop. Everybody knows that. We're going to have that chili cook-off, helping their families. Man, no good cops, no good society. That's the way it goes, right? And I dig dudes that do the job and do it honestly. But the ones... You know, and there's different levels of falsifying statements. Also included in this is you told your supervisor you were on a run and you actually were at Kentucky Fried Chicken getting some lunch. They'll ring you up for that shit. As well they should. No worries. Yeah, for sure. I wrote about Mike in my book. This man went down on a whistleblower charges twice and won twice. On my own. These are nasty, vindictive people. So those guys I know, if you're listening, I hear you. That one's bullshit. But it's a problem. You know, when internal affairs are going to put 50 man hours into looking into you, you're going to get something. You know, poor leadership trickles downhill. <sighs> Period. End of story. And that's my concern with the fire department EMS right now. That poor leadership and poor administration is going to trickle downhill into my department. And I don't want that. And that's why I'm putting my best foot forward to stop the bullshit mm. and the manipulation. I'm not going to roll over for a bag of change or for a dinner, I don't want to have dinner with you or a sandwich with you. I want you to treat my people right so we can do our fucking jobs and protect the public in an expeditious manner, period. Don't fuck with our rigs. Don't fuck with our manpower. Give us what we need to protect the public, period. And that's why I'm here today. Which brings me to Devil's Night. Yeah, I was out. You were out. The Motor City did not burn much. Did not. Thank you, residents, first responders, those that work in government over many decades. Residents. I, did I not say residents? I don't know. What I you did. You say started it, with say that. it again. I'm the sorry. The people. Thank yes. you, people. Yes. First responders, those in government that work decades to get a handle on this. Right? right. Started years ago, yes. And thank you for the rain, God Almighty. But that's good. But it doesn't solve the real problem of a lack of manpower in public safety because on Devil's Night morning, a corpse was lit on fire again on, on 23rd Street. Again. Again. This has happened, it happened two weeks ago. Was this an emergency? Was this code one? Woo, woo, woo. No. This was code two. No lights. No sirens, no speeding. True story. Obey the stop signs. I hope to hell. Take your time. That person wasn't alive when they were on fire. 
So, Mike, you're wow. you're against that designation. That, I think it's retarded. Yeah, because and how, I mean that not in any sense to offend anyone. I, I Look understand. up the definition of it. It's backwards thinking. It's mentally unbalanced. I've been on the radio. I've been on TV. I've had the international president involved. I've gone to the mayor's office twice personally. It absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. But who thinks this is a good idea and why? Well, the administration just popped. They puked this out in August. And they actually I appeared before city council twice to explain this and try to get them to stop this while we discussed it. There was no discussions on this priorly. They ordered city administration, uh, the commissioner and his top, his confidants, to come in and explain it. And it's on YouTube. You should look at that explanation. Well, no, 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 because, why. no, listen, listen. It's, it's to manipulate it's, data. It's to make your emergency not an emergency, send less resources. It's to hide numbers. It's kind of like what the police department is doing, murders and um, uh, violent, violent, violent crime. So under violent crime, there's... 60 murders, but they're counting it as violent crime and not a murder. And they go, well, look, the murders are down. They're doing the same thing here. Well, this code one thing, code ones, we only had this many code ones. Wait, wait, listen, listen, dude, I'm listening. It's not making sense. So let let me stop walk through it. It's hard to explain public safety. When the police, we all heard that 52-minute response to a 911 call. Remember that during the bankruptcy? Mm. They stopped responding to alarms breaking alarms, certain calls. Once they did that, magically, by just not responding, not calling them level ones, it, it, it went down to 16 minutes. They were called CAD 4-0. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Garbage. Today, but they're not going to the response time is about 14 and a half. Now, not much. A minute, 90 seconds, good, but not some miracle. Okay? So the fire department, if correct me when I'm wrong, has never had that, code one and code two. No cities have that. None. And if you are going to decide to turn off your lights and sirens, the chief in charge of that crew will make the decision, like they do in Windsor. Right? Okay, guys, slow down. It, it ain't it, right? We've got a, a go-easy plan. Okay. What so, we do is we get resources there quick, and there's a dispatch system, commercial box alarm, box alarm, stills, rescues. We know what we're doing out here. We, we have been fighting fires in the city of Detroit since Abraham Lincoln was the president of the United States. We know what we're doing, and there's a way to respond to the public. Okay, now we're getting out ahead of ourselves because now— Get back to the response times. No, I know no, where you're not because now— I know where you're going. Firemen and women, since the bankruptcy, respond to ambulance calls. Medicals, yes. Right? Yes. So now we're at that magic eight minutes they wanted. Well, no, we're not anymore. We're at 12. No, we're around, we're close, I, about 11 minutes and 30 seconds. Our medical number, that the national standard or average is eight minutes on a medical scene. We're about 11 minutes, 11.30, the way we calculate it. And that's with City fire, fire trucks showing that's up. With, uh, that's with fire, fire trucks? Fire and EMS. Okay. That's fire and EMS. That's all of us responding. All of us. But do you know the number? You See, know, the fire the fire Four truck. minutes to get water on fire. The fu- okay. About seven minutes. About seven minutes. We're falling behind. They're falling behind. We're so a victim. We, can I just say real quick? Sorry, real quick. I'll shut up now. Yes, thank you. But I got you focused. We're a victim of the city, 139 square miles. And through years and years of cuts and downsizing and turning firehouses into art studios and coffee shops and private residences, those were put there for a reason, to respond to the community's emergencies expeditiously. They weren't put there as eye candy or Christmas ornaments. They were there to protect the public. We had EMS. We had fire. Honestly, there should be a police car there, too, to be quite honest, responding with us. I won't get into that, and I've asked for that. But um, they've, cut, they've cut so deep 
that now, in order to make the narrative of things going down and getting, you know, numbers and runs going down, fires down, things are getting better, they're going to take a square peg and jam it into a round hole by manipulating the data. They can't, we can't get to where we need to be. We're a victim of 139 square miles. We're a victim of the largest water, international waterway in the United States. We're, you can put San Francisco, Boston, and Manhattan inside the city of Detroit. San Francisco and Boston hey, have hey, comparable okay. sizes. Hey, with you said that! With departments twice the size. Goddamn speech. Dude, question. Do we have more the same or less firefighters than we did bang at the bankruptcy? Less. Less. Do we have more engine houses, less or the same amount open? We are down. We're down. Although we have opened one. But we're down. So yes. we got less firefighters. Correct. Less machines working on the streets. And magically, response times are down. That's what we're being told. Because fire took over MFR. And we start doing more runs, double the work. So that was able to correct the medical emergency situation we had in the city. Thank God the fires are down. The demos are working. But let's be honest about the demos. The same amount of demos per year have been happening now for, what, six years? Seven no, years? No, about about 30. Yeah, I mean, they're demoing the same amount of... Eventually, you're going to run out of stuff to demo. So the demos are working because that's fire load out there. And the fire load... you know, he, Listen, timing is good for everything, and our fire load is down right let, now. Let me just throw two things out there and tell me how this fits into your equation. Declined population. Um, and, and two, the conversation about uh, at one time in terms of categorizing medical calls mm -hmm. because you get so many calls at one time that was attributed to the delayed response time Correct. because whether a senior citizen wanted company whether somebody had an ingrown toenail there was no categorization of what type of resources those calls are dictated well we've got a system that was bought under the dave bing um the administration called the pro qa system and it's broken it was a system that was designed for a rural community, not a city, and it's got our codes and our responses for medical screwed up, period. Now we add this layer of buffoonery on top of it, and we've got, a re we've got broken public safety right now. Yeah, let's go like this. Let's be simple for the people, not, not, not what programs we're using. When a fire truck shows up to a medical scene, you're showing up sometimes in your bunker gear? Yes. In your, in your carbon stuff. Covered yeah, in carbon. Yes. Okay. And you can't transport no, to the hospital. No, we stop the clock. That's what we do. So you stop the response time. Oh, we got there in eight minutes. Right. But we're still waiting for the ambulance. Correct. You don't have the stuff an ambulance will have. You have like a defibrillator. We have our basic our medical. Team, which is, that's all good. Correct. That's a good thing. We're saving lives. I support that. But it's stretching out. Fire response time, which was always good. It was about four. When you pull fire rigs to do medical, there's holes. There's gaps. Boom. We can't fill the gaps. So you think you know that that's what this new system of one and two, because we're only going to count one, uh, priority ones when we're counting response time. Two is less. Right. So like a body on fire won't be counted. Nope. A person, what about when you have a... Uh, cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest. No, they're sending EMS on two. So they can't count their times 
under the priority ones. Cardiac arrest is a two. It's a one all day long. I they're know, sending but... fire on one. But what they're doing is if they can bounce a fire rig out there on a code one, we can stop the clock. And then they'll send EMS, if they can find one, available, code two. So our guys are doing CPR. <sighs> We're pulling up on the scene, and people are saying, where the, F, where the fuck were you guys? No lights, no sirens, EMS. We already took our mother in a private car to the hospital, but you fuckers wait right here. We've had medics assaulted almost every weekend for the last two months. And I tell you, our medics are wow. catching hell. Our firefighters are catching hell. People's homes are burning up. And we are, we're going backwards here. So when residents hear this, wow. what should they do? Because the narrative the mayor's is now, office. I'm just asking, because the narrative is taking precedence over narrative, public safety. This is ridiculous. Let's, let's let the out, outrage so many... seep in for a minute. You're not outraged? It's ridiculous. I don't have to yell to be upset. Well... Why you you live there? I understand. Trust me. I listen. And and you know what? They're I gonna understand. they're gonna paint me, and they are painting me politically as a bull in a china shop. And Nevin's because because you're telling the truth. Because I'm telling the fucking truth. Well, it, and you know what? This isn't about wages and benefits and health care that you're ripped out of our pockets. It's about saving lives. It's about people's lives. And, yeah. and let me add another layer to this. How many PTSD incidents have been reported from police and fire and EMS in the city of Detroit? I know, I know what, the, what the number is for EMS and fire. Zero. Because there's nothing there to help our people after doing 12,000 EMS runs a month, 4,000 fire runs a month, 2,100 fire, EMS fire runs a month, near 7,000 runs a month. Our people are picking up from one incident and going to another. At 1245 this morning, the Detroit Fire Department and EMS pulled three people out of a dwelling right off 94, just before when I was walking in here. Our firefighters, our, the medics, Medic 6, got pushed out of this fire a couple times, and um, our firefighters got in there, and that was over on Claremont. We pulled out an, a, an adult and two children. It was a priority one, thank God, but it was a box alarm and the caller. And the city is walking back this program. And they keep saying, well, they're changing it. And our commissioner got on TV and said, well, we knew when we did this, mistakes would be made. Well, let me say something. When you fuck around with public safety and you make mistakes in public safety to a system that's been in place since I said 1860, mistakes have names attached to them, they have families attached to them, and funerals. People die. People freaking die, and our firefighters are going to get hurt. And I'll tell you, you send our guys on a code, too. And I was out with some representatives uh, over Devil's Night period, and we went on some of these runs. We went on an, an assault, and we went on a fire on the east side, code two, where the caller said, I called, how come one engine came? And they said, well, they called for more later, and they showed up. My guys get on the scene, and they cowboy this thing. I got one driver going to the hydrant for water. I got an officer and two firefighters saying, central office, this is engine 52, give me the box, and they go in. They go in. And they're, and they're cowboying it. And there are laws. That means they're alone. They're supposed they're to be alone. another crew there. They're you send a box. You send the right resources. A box is there. two engines. How Three you, engines. How do you rebuild Three a city? How do you promote a city as being rebirthed, rebuilt, revitalized, and you don't have the basics of public safety you covered for that? it? was not included. Having said that. I'm out. Let me say I'm going to jump on you. Having said that. You the, create a new system to hide the truth. Well, having said that, the department's better than it was, actually. Well, it, it, it works is. better. But now we're getting to a point of ridiculous where you want to get basically there's an insurance wrap to this thing. If the city looks like it can respond, it's got the equipment, 
the insurance rates for homeowners will go down. One way to do it, if your response time for fire is going up, your insurance is not going to go down. They're coming back in November to take another look. This is an because you've been Because you've been shooting your mouth up. I don't know. I don't know. There's no way to do it, man. Listen, we have 139 square miles to cover, and we can't get from A to B. It, you know, it, add the bike lanes, add traffic, I mean, and then no lights and sirens. So real quick to, for her question, because I yelled on it and she's right. What does a citizen do? What should they do, Mike? Throw people in the car like we used to do? Or should they wait and be patient? It, it's, Is that what you're asking? When people, call, when people call 911, regardless to where you live in this country, you don't you shouldn't number one have to try to understand what public safety is you shouldn't try to understand if it's a code one or code two when you hit, and you're taught this as a child when you hit 911 you know police fire or EMS are on the way and that's it and they're coming as fast as they can and if it's the last thing you hear when you're upside down on a vehicle on 94 or you're on the 12th floor and there's smoke pouring out of every window or you're having a cardiac arrest or whatnot, if it's the last thing you hear are those sirens on the way, you know that we're coming. But and now we're t- being told no lights, no sirens. But, how, but what as a resident? Call the mayor's should, office. Should this information make me want to do? Call the mayor's office sure and ask that, them why. that my family and my, my, my neighbors and my community and my city are safe. Call the mayor's call office. Call the mayor's office. He, he called it call, a sound call policy. The, call the mayor's office. He called it sound policy. Let me go here. Call the mayor's office and here's, vote. Here's what we also know. Well, on, no on, on Devil's Night, where two political canvassers were shot, Pat, going door to door. Really? One was killed. One was killed, yeah. Two were uh, shot. Point being, all of this business, the, the towing corruption and crime statistics and right, all this stuff not being asked. We sent Joe the intern to go find the chief of police and get your questions answered. So, here's my protege, Jody Intern. No bullshit! We're at um, Eastern Market, down here by Shed 2. Fox 2 is got two guys over here setting up for Sunday morning, Lions Tailgate Show. Chief Craig is supposed to be here. We got a few pointed questions for him, and hopefully, I can get at least one of them squoze off before I get thrown out. This is a private event right here. Right, and I'm with the news media. Right, it's a private event though. Right, but I'm with the news media. Doesn't want you over here. It's not, it's not up to it's Fox 2 who doesn't want you over here. I'm on public property. It's a public sidewalk in the city of Detroit. I don't understand. You're telling me I got to leave Eastern Market? I mean, you got these other civilians right over here, and you're not I'm trying to talk to my manager, okay? Thank you. Talent has just arrived. Um, nowhere near ready to, for the show to go on the air. And that these security people are over here trying to push me out of the zone. No bullshit! <laughs> Tell me I'm edging too close and he's gonna have to call the cops. 
Oh, wait, there's a dog over there on set, too. There's a sign right here that says, no dogs under the shed. But they got one. And I just seen a dog right over there walking around the middle of the set like he lives here and shit. <laughs> oh, there's Chief Craig. Why the fuck over there? <laughs> Time to get thrown out. Don't get arrested. What's gonna happen? You gonna get arrested, man. You're yeah. not supposed to be in this area, man. They, they, they destined you to be on the outskirts of that street, Muscle Street, not Boy, the You got a job to do, I got a job to do. Hey, Chief Craig! <laughs> hey, Chief Craig! Hey, you remember hanging out with uh, Casper Fiore and Sinbad? Hey, you think one of these are giant bags? You think back, one of these indictments might be coming down for you, Chief Brown? You step back, man. You step back on Russell Street, my man. Yo, step on Russell, baby. Come on, come you on. Get come on Russell Street, man. Come on, step on Russell, man. I see you. Step on Russell. And I respect your game, but you got to step on Russell. I respect your game. All right. You're cold-blooded with it, too. <laughs> cold motherfucking blooded man. You can't do it right here, though, baby. Woo! Uh oh the guy flagged over a cop. He's going to try to have you arrested now. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Real good, real good. Just trying, just trying to get a couple questions with your boss over yeah, here. Yeah, he don't want to talk. Yeah, I know. That's, that's why I got to shout the questions from yeah. across the so street. His security wants you across the street. He's at work, so let him what? do his work. He's not at work. He's over here just philandering with the, with the people. You're probably right. Having breakfast and, and cooking that's shows. That's, that's not his job. His job is to be finding that baby killer. They killed an innocent man while looking for a baby killer. But did they ever find the baby killer? Wow. Right? Don't people deserve an answer to questions like that? Damn right. Joe. Joe. Wow. Yeah. Good job, son. Yeah, that guy gives me props for like that. He said, Where's I respect your game and you're all home with it. I'm like, yeah. That, that made my day. But, uh, Mike Melvin, uh, good hey, afternoon to you, man. Big Joe, what's yeah. happening? Godspeed. I love you, you, buddy. You are the one that's doing God's work out here. Don't let nobody tell you different. I'm not afraid, Joe. You know me. We go way back. Yeah. How you like yeah. Joe's new career? He's doing pretty good, isn't he? I think he's doing great. I'm proud he of him. He did a real guy. That was Craig. a tough guy. I'm proud stuff. of him. Yeah. Hell yeah, it was. You're not getting pushed around. Nope. Joe, I want to tell you something, man. We've been, you know, playing around back and forth on the show here and you know, I respect you, dude. And here's the thing. You're the everyman. You are a Detroiter. You live on the southwest side. You have to put up with this. You're a citizen who wants some yeah. answers. Those are great questions. Yep. Terrific questions. And that's how the everyman, the citizen who wants to talk to his leadership, is treated. I've heard it week after week. Right. You still there? Did I get cut off? <laughs> He's thinking. I'm just I'm letting still you, here, Joe. I'm just letting it sink oh, in, right. man. He's proud of you, Joe. Yeah, I live, I live over in the shadow of Ladder 22. You know where that is. I Just sure do. Yeah. yeah. Right yep. around the corner from Telway. That's how do you how do you feel about getting abused around like that, Joe? Like, look, I mean, you know, you actually came with real questions. What about the indictments? Right. What about your relationship? Well, I had to shout my questions from 100 feet away, man. Because he didn't want it to interrupt the cooking. Right. He was over there, and basically, 
Other than hearing the commotion over to the side, he glanced over for a minute. He saw security headed under control, and then he focused back on on set. So he doesn't—he's like oblivious to the fact that I'm even there trying to ask him these questions. Well, now they're not oblivious because the security pulled up and told you get on now, right? Well, but it's also not a press conference, you know. I mean, so maybe that was just unexpected. Guess what? You know what? I'm tired of that. Hey, Joe, listen to me. This is—he's this got a right to ask. Yeah, Joe, listen. I'm tired of the press conference and the behaved stuff and nobody knowing anything. Right? right. It's, it's not the, the these public servants serve the public. They don't do media shows. Let's have the answer. You're right about you killed a guy looking for the baby killer. Did you even have him in custody? You know, you threw a press conference. We'd like to know where it's at. Right, Joe? Right, Joe? Joe, get out of the bathroom. I'm, I'm right here, man. I'm, I'm maneuvering a ladder around. I'm still on my my paying day job, hooking Change, up lights and stuff. Changing light bulbs. Well, there's a lot more to it. The yeah. lady decided she wanted to break these off to a different circuit, so I got to run some conduit over here, mount a pipe, mount a switch on the wall, and uh, you know, that's a little bit more involved than just changing. That means you got to plug them in. You know what? That, uh, that song by Rush, the Working Man. Yeah, that's his theme song. Call me to work in there. Joe. Joe's a, a hell of a mechanic. Joe's, man. Joe, all right, dude, listen. All right, the show's running long, so uh, it's nice work. Uh, did you get the makeover? Did Zany come over? Oh, God. Zany came over, yes, but he, the suit he brought was, like, really too tight. And, and it, was a, it, it, it was taken off a dead man, wasn't it? Well, yeah, um, yeah, you got a dead man. Taking off a dead man, they let the dead guy wear it for his for his uh, viewing. Dude, okay. dude, they let the uh, dead guy wear it at his funeral. That means it was taken off a dead man, Joe. It's the best I well, can do. Not, What's he got? A shirt? Uh, a shirt? It's a snappy suit, though. Well, it's the best I can do. Anyway, Karen, Karen, what do you got for him? I got, I got you. some advice. It's probably not. Joe? We sent you some audio, and it's probably some real ugly audio. Joe? Yeah. I got you two ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I got uh, you two starter ties. We'll we'll bump you up to some quality ties. But I got you two starter ties. They're nice. Oh, yeah, one's conservative and one's a little. Let's see them, Joe. Do you know how to tie a tie? Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. I, I've got a bunch of ties. Oh, nice. oh those are nice. Oh. Take this one. No, that's oh, a starter nice tie. Those are for Joe's or not? In my opinion, but it's a good. That's a nice Aaron tie. These are better up. than my ties. Those are pretty nice. Joe, you're gonna like these. Starter ties are clip-on ties. Speaking of my ties, oh, these are ties, Joe. Guys, not elementary ties. I'm speaking of my ties. Let's get out of here and get a drink. Hey, Bobby, take us out. Joe, we'll see you next week, man. Remember to vote. All right, remember to, remember to vote. Vote often and remember to love one another. Vote And Joe, stop posting the show on Facebook before it airs. Junior Joe. Junior Joe.